and welcome to another episode of Goats and Oats. My name is Jay, pronouns he, they. And my name is Zipporah, pronouns she, they. And we are um, going to talk to y'all a little bit about something really quickly before we jump into the episode. So you might notice we actually um, are not reading a review right now. Why Why are we not reading a review today? Jill? Honestly, I the only explanation I can think of is, is that people haven't... Um, They've like typed it out, but they forgot to press. Yeah, they forgot, forgot to press to post, to post it. Reviews. You know. Yes. So well, just a reminder, because I know y'all are writing them, yes, right? On um, Apple and I know that you all have, you know, heard our messages and are like, "Yeah, I've I've written you a review," um, but you might have forgotten to post it. So just a just a loving Ready reminder. reminder. Yeah. Just remember to uh, post your reviews to um, Apple Music. That's go to note podcast. Apple Podcasts. Oh, uh, Apple Podcasts. Okay. You can find it through Apple Music. Yep. And leave a review there. And that way we can read it before the start of our episodes. Yeah. If you're a little shy, you know, you could just like review, like leave a rating. So give it the amount of stars that you think it deserves. Um, But write that as a review. Exactly. You could literally just be like, this podcast is five stars, period. That's it. And that's what we will read. And we'll read it. We will read it. It could. Yeah. When you rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, it helps us get this out to more people. And of course, we love creating this content for you, but we do this so that we can have an entire community of goats. Um, I don't know. A herd. We're trying to collect the herd. Right now, we're like, we're not genetically. There's not enough. Okay, this is gone. No, a weird a route. Far. I think that we just <laughs> want to have these conversations with more and more people, and the only way for us to do that is if, yeah, we like both hold our end of the bargain. So we provide you with this content, and <laughs> you, you provide. Tell us, and you tell that's us how with your we're opinion. Doing. Yeah. You tell us how we're doing. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Goats and Oats. My name is Jay. Pronouns he they. My name is Zephora, pronoun she, they. And this week, we are going to be talking to y'all about social media. <laughs> do, 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 do. Please, we don't, we don't mean that. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, let's get a bit more serious. Um, well, let's maybe talk to the kids about, like, why did we want to talk about this in the first place? Why, why social media? Well, I think as to content creators. It's something that we engage with on a daily basis. Um, and we are confronted with a lot of um, fun and not so fun comments. Tomfoolery, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it's like good to address. And it can also tie back to our previous episode. We briefly mentioned um, Greta Thunberg and Mary Copany in terms of like their different like social media platforms and what they've had access to um and sort of like the notoriety that they've gotten because of the intersections that they occupy mm, um, okay mm-hmm. come through nod to past episodes <laughs> so we thought it would like <laughs> flow in nicely for us to just uh, discuss about social media and yeah just dedicate an entire episode to it so yeah okay well um, piggybacking off that, let's get into it. How do you think the rules of engagement differ um, depending on your racial or gender identity? And when I say rules of engagement, I mean like 
both how you occupy social media spaces and how other people perceive you in those spaces. Mm-hmm. I think that anything that I demonstrate is typically seen as aggression or anger because mm-hmm. of the stereotypes that people have of black women and femmes. And so the stereotype of like the angry black woman gets, um, honestly comes to life because I can be incredibly happy. I can be incredibly joyful. I can be incredibly, um, frustrated, but it all just reads as like, you're doing too much. Like maybe like, you know, change your tone so that I can understand what you're saying. Um, so there's a lot of tone policing that comes into it. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of how people perceive me, I feel like a lot of people feel comfortable asking me to engage in free labor. So mm. educating them about um, really anything. Like people will say like, oh, well, why can't you be racist towards white people? And I'm like, that's not something that I should have to teach you. Like, it's like, read a book. Like you can Google this. And then it's like people, and I, then I also get accused of bringing these topics up without educating people on them. Mm. And it's like, well, don't bring it up if you don't want to teach me about this. And I'm like, so when did I turn into your free tutor? It's like, it just seems as though because you occupy a black body and because you may bring attention to like racism, sorry, or like anti-blackness that people then think that it is your responsibility to educate them for free. Mm-hmm. And this whole like nanny um, stereotype as well plays into it, right? Because it's just like, oh, well, you're just, you know, you're here to teach me. And like, you're he- like, uh, but I don't I'm even like- think it's nanny. I think it's a little more sinister than that, right? I think it's the way yeah. in which as a society, you're very much socially conditioned, at least in North America, but definitely all around the world yeah. to just expect this type of labor, this type of, um effort and um i guess just this level uh, and wealth of knowledge from black fans right yeah. you it's like if you're so you live in a world that tells you that black fans are like the caregivers the mothers the yeah. end all be all they are you know the superheroes and it's like you will you will call them every everything under the sun except for human beings yeah. right and so when you do so I think it's very well, it plays out a lot of the times in your DMs and in your comment section where people will then jump to you when you're not, when you set up boundaries for yourself because they're like, well, aren't you just supposed to be this like person that I have unprecedented and unlimited access to for the betterment of myself? Like, and yeah. And like that, like dynamic is really like, people don't understand that. And I think that that's because that's just like how deep your ties to white supremacy are or like your ideals mm-hmm. of uh superiority and dominance yeah. over another person like you haven't checked that because i'm just like i can't imagine what would possess someone to feel so entitled to someone's work to someone's mind to someone you know what i mean for free you know what I'm that's saying? what like, really gags me because right? i'm like you know what my paypal is in my bio if you yeah. want to ask me a loaded question and you want me to unpack something with you then you're going to pay me accordingly yeah. and I will consult on this issue if you have it. Otherwise, you can also subscribe to my Patreon. I write about this weekly. Yeah. But what you're not going to do is come in here and extract emotional labor for free. But like, also just not just emotional labor too because it is yeah, it, it is, is logistic. Like yeah, there yeah. is literal yeah. education that's happening. You are actually being informed about things you did not know of. You are having conversations that you otherwise would not have. And you were being asked 
to think critically about things that you otherwise would not be thinking critically about. And for me, the gag is you leave. So many times people will leave that conversation with you better. or with me for the better. Yeah, you exactly. have a better understanding of not only how you're causing harm, but how to not do that again in the future. You have in, in some way you have taken something from this experience at the cost, mm -hmm. right? of the person who is educating you. Yeah. And the gag is, it's like people, I think you really hit it on the head with people be like, well, you're, you have a public account, aren't you asking for this? Aren't you, aren't you going out of your way to get this kind of attention, da da rah rah rah? It's like, you're right. Like I'm actually going out of my way to build a community and reach the people who I'm trying to reach, not the people who look at me doing this work and say, you know what? I don't see any value in this but I'm going to still attack you for it. Yeah. That is what's ludicrous for me. Because yeah. there are ways of entering into these conversations, into the comments, into the DMs that are respectful, that yeah. are still going to be inherently extractive, but don't end with you feeling depleted because the person is either giving, you, giving back into your cup, either by sheer willingness to listen and then also double down with usually a tip for your labor, yeah. or they're gonna subscribe to your Patreon, or they're like, you know, they're gonna come yeah. through in an actual way. There's ways of actually doing it where you're right in the but sense that like you're exposing yourself yeah. to this, but we still have boundaries. We still have exactly. expectations for how this participation is performed by the other side, exactly. by those who are consuming content rather than creating it. Yeah, and I think that the pouring into someone's cup, as you mentioned, doesn't necessarily have to be financial, though that is Correct. the most appreciated, in my opinion. Um, but when you're coming to the table with an equal or similar amount of knowledge and research that you have done, then we could actually just engage in a conversation. Because most of the time when people will mm -hmm. ask questions, mm -hmm. it's they're very basic questions that show that you have done no research and no work into whatsoever. this topic, correct. So then the power dynamics in terms of the knowledge differential, if you will, mm -hmm. is very great. So that makes it so that the conversation that we're having is not actually a conversation. Yeah. Because you don't know what I'm talking about. I am teaching you. So I am through this conversation. Exactly. So I'm yeah. entering this space as an educator, as a teacher, but I'm not getting paid the teacher or the education salary. Salary, you know yeah. So it's like if you're coming into this conversation and you have done your research, and we can kind of like vibe off each other's experiences, or you can bring something else to the table that is tangent, that is relevant, and we can kind of build off of that. I'm all for that. Like that's yeah. why we have these platforms, right? So that we can engage in these conversations. But it's like when you don't have the knowledge to start you can't come start asking questions and expect to be taught for free. It just, it does not work like that. Yeah. Um, because like we aren't born with the answers too. I think that that's another thing that people don't understand, especially huge when it comes misconception. to yeah. people who are doing like social justice work. We're not like, yes, because of our lived experiences, we have a certain level of like knowledge or experience that is maybe not founded in our like research, but we've read books like we read blog posts we interact with each other like we kind of like vibe off each other's experiences like we're out here seeking and acquiring that knowledge so it's like we're coming to the table with what we have learned and then you just want to take from that table without you yourself doing that research like it's very infuriating but that's that's i think you really bring up a great point right it's like um this sort of idea that social media is supposed to be very much one way, one directional yeah. as opposed to reciprocal. Yeah. And it's, I think it becomes because so many people 
approach social media from a consumptive mindset, right? They come at it being like, I'm here to consume, to distract. I'm not here to produce or to connect, right? Mm -hmm. And which is the gag because for me, at least in my understanding of social media, that's what it's most truest intent is for, is to actually connect right, with individuals is actually to reach out, to expand your circle beyond that which exists in your immediate physical surroundings, right? It's it's actually like using globalization for a good and actually connecting more so meaningfully, right, with people who are interested and not necessarily like just trying to create an echo chamber being like, oh, I only want to reach out to people who are just like me. But it's like, you have to be going onto these platforms with the intention of reaching out, of building community, because otherwise you're coming at it from a purely consumptive point. And if if that's the way you're doing it, don't get me wrong, that that is a very valid way to use social media, but you don't then get to use social media in a consumptive way and demand information and education and and um, a nice tone and respectability politics and all the rah, 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 rah. You don't get to ask all of those things for free coming from a consumptive position because you're not contributing anything. You're not producing anything for anyone else's benefit, yeah. right? So it's like- okay, that's Okay, you bring up a good point and you mentioned this too with regards to like the people who will comment often on like your TikTok videos and you look at their pages and they're actually either like bot accounts or trolls or they're not even sharing the information that they are correcting you on. Yeah. And I have seen that as well, where it's like, I will have a like conversation about like, I don't know, veganism or feminism, whatever. And then someone's like, well, actually, da 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 And I'm like, well, and then I go to their page and they're-, they're You don't saying, talk about this, yeah. They're not saying anything about these topics. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It doesn't seem like you care about this. It doesn't seem like you care about this. And if that is your opinion, then you are completely free to share that on your page. And I have said that to many people. And we can have that conversation there. When when you engage in that work and when you put yourself out there and when you are engaging in those conversations, because I think that people get get very comfortable. People get very comfortable when they're just sitting back looking at other people do do shit and then they're in their comments telling them what to do. And it's like, whole time they're not doing any of this mm-hmm. work so i'm just mm-hmm. like you can't you can't have it both ways like you can have an opinion that's completely fine but yeah. you do not come and share your opinion when it is unwarranted and not constructive like it just what are you doing to better this world what are you doing in your day-to-day life that is making this world a better place because you commenting these hateful things these like really <clears throat> ignorant comments not getting anyone anywhere. And no one's it's saying, really and I think that like it could be very, like I feel like people even hearing this might get confused. Like we're not saying that for you to be doing good and to enact change and to build community, you have to be using social media. True. That's True. not what we're saying. But we're saying that if you're using social media, recognize that that is, it's, that is what the tool was designed for, right? It's not designed for you to go on and release all of the negative emotions you're feeling in your life by spewing out XYZ into someone's yeah. comments or DMs. Yeah. Like you need to recognize that the space that is created, the, the medium that is social media, right? Has intention. It has purpose. There's, there are people who are using it as it's intended, as its purpose. And if you don't want to use it as it's intended or for its purpose, that's fine. No one's going to tell you what you have to do, but you don't, you, you don't then, or you, you aren't afforded that same freedom of leniency when it comes to just jumping into people's comments and DMs when you literally are not contributing 
anything to that community right mm-hmm. and so i think also like another purpose of social media is also to garner money <laughs> like oh yeah thing too. yeah yeah because, yeah. because yeah. these social media platforms are free the product that they are selling you are the product essentially so yeah. um yeah just be mindful of that as well like while it can be a really good opportunity to connect with like-minded people if you're not careful you can also become like a victim to consumerism Mm -hmm. and this idea too that like things are happening for like just like like you have the it's just the audacity for me i don't even know how to like say word it word it really because i just i can't imagine what possesses someone to say something like that on someone else's page like if I'm scrolling on social media and I see something that like is not really my cup of tea, you'll save I'll just, it. I'll just scroll past it. Maybe I'll send it to my friend. I'm like, oh my gosh, can you like, what is going on? Yeah. Here? But I'm not going to say that on a public because, pl- like, first of all, I don't know what that person's intentions are. Like, I'm not trying to get wrapped up in their thing. Mm-hmm. I have my own day. Like, I'm doing my own stuff. Like, do you think I have time to put myself volunteer to be a part of some like Twitter beef? Like, yeah. no, I'm okay. But it's like I just feel really sorry for people like this because I'm like. I like I mean not really sorry I'm like upset for the most part because like I deal with a lot of the brunt of that but like it's just really sad because no one who is content with their life is going to be spewing such hateful rhetoric or saying like just being enemies of progress you know what mm-hmm. I mean I'm just like what do you get like I just the devil is paying I think, you overtime I think overtime. a lot of people get satisfaction and distraction from from that type of behavior online and social media mm-hmm. which is um I think a wider product of the way in which mental health is really not talked about. But um, if we're coming down to a straight up like participatory role, right. In terms of like logistically, what are you awarded for your participation? Right. And it's like, I, I'm not one to say that it should be like tiered, but like if you never post a photo or a video are you, do you then get to comment on others' photos and videos? Like, how is it that you get the same access and privilege to spew all your life into other people's lives yeah. without giving people the same opportunity to do so for you? And it comes from oftentimes, at least when I'm always, when I always ask this question where I'm like, why don't you post a video? Why don't you post a photo? Yeah. Why don't you make content? about this because it clearly seems clearly like you care about it. clearly it seems like you something you care about yeah. and it always jumps to oh i have anxiety or oh i will i couldn't possibly do this or i couldn't possibly put myself out there but so you feel comfortable you, yeah. jumping into someone else who is doing that work it's like and so you, you recognize that, that, that person doesn't have anxiety, anxiety as well right and you're doing it in spite, in spite of that. right and you take it upon yourself to, to go out of your way it just like, it's so the cognitive dis- yeah and i think that that leads us nicely into our sort of next question which is like what are some of what are more of the concrete things that you dislike and like about the about social media um i love how we just i we write these questions and i don't actually think about my responses like every time um i think that i i no i know i like connecting with like-minded people i've met a lot of individuals who um we, like I actually vibe with and to me it's pretty surprising because I'm a very blunt and like unapologetic person 
And yeah, I still managed to like make a few like internet friends. And so that's been really cool. I think that like black vegan Twitter is really where it's at personally. Mm. Um, Black Twitter generally, but black vegan Twitter is just like a little subset that's uh, a really sweet spot for me. So that has been really fun. And um, yeah, with like TikTok as well, it's just been nice to like connect with other people and just like share some laughs and like meet other like vegans and also I've been recently like following a few like Brazilian content creators, like vegan content creators. So then I'm like vibing with like the vegan content and also working in my Portuguese. And so, yeah, it's just been really nice for that in terms of like expanding my circle and like working on my languages and stuff. Um, in terms of the things that I dislike, I think we've covered it a bit, but it's, yeah, it's just the audacity. It's the way that people will engage with you without actually knowing who you are. I think that like being behind a screen makes people really bold. Mm. And I'm someone that like the way that I'm acting online is the way that I would act in person, like no matter what. But like, I find that some people will say things and I notice it too, because they'll say something in the comment sections and like, you know, sometimes I'll block them because they say something that's out of line. And then they'll like message me from a different account at a private DM and be like, Oh, I'm sorry that this came across this way. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I don't need your sorries. I don't need this. Like, if you want to apologize for what you did, you can do that in public, in the comment section where you left this hateful comment. Like, I really don't need you to be um, talking all this shit in public and then coming coming to me in private, like, oh, I'm sorry, no, no, no. Like, I just, I don't understand what possesses someone to, like, mm. act that way because it's like, if I'm saying something in a comment section, I'm saying it in a comment section. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not... And it's, it's purposeful, it's useful, I'm bigging someone up, or I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. never going to be tearing someone down, because it's like, we all have so much shit to deal with to begin with, and you don't yeah. know what someone's going through, right? So it's like, it's really frustrating that people have this, like, um, just this, like, hateful spirit within them. I don't even know. I. But I let's be clear, right? Because it's not like we're saying we also aren't at least for me, I want to speak for me because I don't, I think you can agree, but I won't speak for you here. Whereas like, we're not saying that um, all engagement and commentary should be um, like inflammatory or should be like to bolster our sense of self and our knowledge and our egos. Like very much part of the social media experience is critique and is engagement in critiques. But that there is a way in which to go about providing yeah, authentic think, critique yeah. that so often does not get performed by most people who actually are trying to provide you with this quote unquote critique. And that's because of the way of of how the intersection of our identities, of our of our race and our gender plays out into the minds of our of other people who are coming across our feeds. Yeah. And it's like okay, so I see a black femme or I see a black them and it's like, okay, well, can I recognize this person as an individual human being? Like step one, okay, no. So then does that gonna then make me much more bolder and willing to just talk to them as if I don't have to show them any respect at all? Yes. Will I jump into their DMs and their comments without even a hello or like, hi, this is me. Yeah, like, hi, can we have a, are you open to a discussion about this? Would you want to have a, I have some concerns about this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there are very tangible ways. And what's, and the interesting thing is, is that whenever I have been critiqued like this, this is something I do really like about social media where Mm -hmm. I can learn too in from my mistakes in the sense that by sharing and having and inviting that sort of critique, I'm like, 
exponentially growing and yeah. and with my community, right? Yeah. And people will send me DMs being like, hi, I have a concern about this thing that you posted. Yeah. Would you want to have a discussion? Yeah. And like, that's a really great way of not only introducing the fact that you want to have a critical discussion about this. It's also holding but, me accountable too. So I'm yeah. Like, I'm, I'm happy that you think that I'm worthy of that critique or yeah. that I'm going to receive that in a way that is constructive. Um, but, and like, yeah. I think that like there's, and I've learned that too, especially when it comes to accessibility in terms of like my captions yeah. too, like just like captioning my videos in like black over white or white yes, over black. Yes, yeah, making so them high contrast, visual. yeah. Exactly. Even the language we use, exactly right? Is like that. without having that element of critique of, yeah. of participation, right? Yeah. By quote unquote and content that, consumers exactly. and not creators, yeah. we wouldn't be able to in, to continue to create really great and engaging content that's applicable for exactly. our community. Yeah. However, there are also ways in which that this is done, which is brings me to the dislike of social media, mm -hmm. which it just goes to show very clearly how you see me, right? Or your inability to see me, right? And it's very it becomes very clear in like when you just start to look at the pieces of the puzzle. So it's like, is this person creating their own content? No. Is this person, um, how does this person racially <laughs> and genderly identify, right? It's like, usually it is a white person mm -hmm. and usually a white cis person yeah. who is like, oh, I'm gonna be all up in your comments and in your mm -hmm. DMs with no respect. Yeah. Absolutely none, yeah. right? And it's like, I, again, to back to this whole thing of like, not trying to create echo chambers, trying to genuinely connect with people who are interested in connecting with you. Yeah. However, that connection, right, there does come into some level of, like, I don't, I don't, I hate the word because I don't like its concept, but manners, like, if that makes sense, like, rules of engagement in which you, 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 the same social conditions that you have been brought up into to, to have a conversation, to make friends, to literally like introduce yourself to strangers, like those same tools or what you should be applying online. And just because I'm not in the same room as you doesn't mean that I can't hold you to account for these actions. Yeah. And it's like, but I think that that's the whole thing though. It's like, it's because you're behind a screen that you are so much more bold in the way that you interact with me. And I don't, I think that for a lot of people, and you also touched on the point earlier, I don't think that a lot of people are able to recognize our humanities and truly recognize us as full-fledged human beings. Mm -hmm. Full-fledged. Because sometimes like when I talk about like the trauma that is going through uh, microaggressions and dealing with anti-racism and misogynoir, and I'm someone who can like unpack these experiences and perhaps like vocalize, you know, how I feel about it and like maybe educate someone here and there and people are like oh thank you so much for making this like you're so well spoken da, 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 da. and I'm like do you recognize the amount of labor the amount like do you know how much this hurt me yeah like, are you able to recognize that I'm doing this not because I'm a good speaker and I like to talk about these no. things but because I know that I cannot be the only one experiencing this and perhaps someone else will benefit from this will benefit from you not being able to perpetrate this harm onto someone else or at least acknowledging when your people are out of line mm -hmm. you know what i mean i'm doing this for us for black people, for black people and also so people like me who know this. like exactly and to and show that there are exactly. you're not alone you're not right alone so much about yeah. about social media i think you hit it right on the head is about representation right about showcasing yeah. 
other experiences, uh, full black lives yeah. in existence that go against the very narratives that are being perpetuated by social media, by white people, by a society as a whole that tells you, you can only be one thing and you can only do one thing. And if you stray from that, then you're asking for it or you're you're just looking for trouble okay, or that, it's like, well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be, be doing mental gymnastics and having to, you know, sort through all of this, uh, like very intense emotions if you weren't on social media. So you're telling me social media is only for white people then? Because these same people aren't in the comments of these white influencers being like, rah, 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 you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's so, it's always so interesting when you look at the intersectional lens of how social media is actually just a reflection, it's a, right? It's a direct it's a, reflection. A direct reflection and I think it's of, even more dangerous, of right? society. It's, it's more dangerous because the there are less rules. There the are less, exactly. That people are afforded, right? Mm -hmm. As you said, these people who can create these, like, you can create multiple accounts and say whatever you want yeah. behind this, like, whatever blank canvas, if you will. And it just gives people the free reign to be as disrespectful, as hateful as they are. But like, it just, I feel like it's heightened for a lot of the time. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I think that's like one of the dangers of social media. So with that, how would you say you go into setting boundaries on social media? So I'm pro block. <laughs> um, I used to kind of like give people a chance and try to engage with them even though I got the sense that they may be someone who harbors anti-Black sentiments or um, misogynist ideals. And now I'm very much like, if you're saying someone, something to that triggers me or that just like gives me a wrong, a bad feeling, I will go ahead and block you. Um, I'm much quicker with that button because I've realized that I spent so much time um, trying to unpack someone's behavior. And I'm someone who can argue pretty not I don't even like the term arguing but like when I say something I'm not saying it because um because it's fun it's like I know what I'm talking about yeah. and I'm saying it with purpose and when I see people going being just like obtuse about something yeah. I like to point out how they are wrong in their logic and how they're inconsistent or how they're harboring um hatred for different groups of individuals yeah. right but I realize that that time is not really well spent because those individuals for the most part don't have the intention to change it's 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 honestly it's only one of two reactions it's either oh i didn't know that or you're wrong yeah. and it's never oh i didn't know that here's a tip for teaching me exactly you know? exactly that's what i realized too because i was like okay hold the phone if i know that there are certain people who can actually engage with what i have to say and we have good conversations and we could like vibe mm -hmm. why am i wasting my time engaging with some troll or some person who is clearly a racist mm -hmm. trying to like unpack their own what what do i get from that absolutely we're not there yeah i'm drained yeah. at the end of it i often get insulted i like get further harmed like it just doesn't make sense anymore so i'm very much like yeah very big on that block button i've also restricted like the comment sections on my instagram to people who follow me so if you don't follow me you can't comment however i've had like a few people follow me for the sole purpose of commenting hateful stuff on my post and i'm like that is the most fan behavior I'm sorry, but like, do you want to maybe explain that? Cause that's not explain a, what uh, fan behavior is. Yeah. Um, so fan behavior, I just don't think it's a super common term. For is a it lot not? Of no, oh. you, I, to be honest, the first time I heard it was yesterday when you said it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I know what it means. Cause yeah. I have an understanding on wordplay, but 
Let's um, maybe break it down for the audience. Yeah, so fan behavior is um, someone who is acting in a way that it's kind of, have you ever heard of the term like what video lives in your head rent free? No? I have, but I don't think, so my it's, understanding of fan behavior would yeah. be like a problematic individual who's looking to consume you as a product and not engage with you as a human. Oh, I mean, like that. Yeah, that could be it. I guess, like to me, I just think of it as someone who is clearly more very bothered by what I have to say, mm. or is very concerned about me as a person, and for whom I occupy a lot of headspace in their mind. Because it's like for you to go out of your way to follow me, and then to be notified on my post so that you're like the first to comment something like hateful or whatever. Like that to me indicates that you are obsessed with me. Oh, I see. Okay, I see. I see what you're behavior. saying. Got it. Got it. Got it. I think got that, it. like, you know, yeah. people can have fan behavior in like this, a like unhealthy way. obsession. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I think that when people say like fan behavior, it's typically because of people who are, um, yeah, just like unhealthily obsessed with what you have to say yeah. in like a, in a bad way. Yeah. Um, but okay. I find that the term fan behavior is like a little more positive in a sense. It's like you're kind of turning that into like a like Mariah Carey, "Why You're So Obsessed with Me" kind of moment, you know? Mm. So. Um, that's sort of how I would, um, yeah, describe fan behavior. Uh, how do you set boundaries and keep them in place when you're engaging with people online? So I'm definitely still learning about setting or not learning about setting boundaries, but like effective ways of setting boundaries for yeah. me. Cause it's like, I can, um, make a post about it. Right. But mm -hmm. then who's going to my feed and scrolling down to check the post. Yeah. I can make a story about it, but that only lasts 24 hours. And so for me, it's like trying to find ways and to make this, uh, to make my boundaries a part of my quote unquote brand, if that makes any sense. So like, mm. like it just being consistent in, um, what I accept into my space, yeah. what I, um, engage with and comment with and um, share DMs with being yeah. uh, conscious of sort of where I'm putting that energy and very yeah. public about that too mm -hmm. so that when these instances do come up when my boundaries are pushed or challenged yeah. it's like I well I can be surprised by it sure but it's not like I'm I'm not coming from a position um where i can gaslight myself being like oh well like is this person justified or it's like no i actually have been very clear from the jump in how i organize my space and who i invite into my space mm -hmm. and how i communicate with those in my space and if you are not if you are jumping into the space that i've created right you are ignoring all of that and just bringing you your own two cents into this I, that is, it's much clearer for me mm -hmm. to just clock that as what it is, mm -hmm. as being like, oh, you're projecting. Yeah. Oh, this is just, you are upset or maybe you're just something with your day. Yeah. And so for me, it's then much more easier to like, I, I, so yeah, in my boundary setting, in the way that I create my space, it's much easier for me to identify um, when people are coming from a disingenuous place, if that yeah. makes sense. No, so it's because then I know where to spend my energy or where, where to not. And I'm still learning this in the sense that there are, you know, secret agents who are coming through and cutting through the cracks who will give me all of these like signs that, oh, maybe they are trying to engage respectfully. And then 
flip the script and jump and be like, just kidding, I was racist all along. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's for me, it's, uh, it's learning to be like maybe a little bit faster with that block. And I think you, you make a really good point of this. And who was it that said this? Cause you, you often bring that, I think it was Toni Morrison. Who's like when people, no, Maya, Angelou. Maya Angelou, when people show you who you are the first time, believe are. them. Yeah, right. Exactly. And it's like, that's not to say that you aren't, um, you don't believe in the power of change or you don't make space for that ability for people to grow, but you're not holding your breath for it and you're not doing it at a, a cost to yourself. Exactly. You know what you're saying? Exactly. It's like, cause I, I will tell this to people until the cows come home. Yeah. I, I will have a conversation with you. I will have that debate. I will have that argument because I, I genuinely love and engaging with people in that way. Mm -hmm. But you must come with facts. You must yeah. come with some, like, this must be equal because if I'm coming to you and engaging with this argument, like you said, where all of all I'm doing is prescribing information to you for you to then go and try and understand, this is no longer a conversation. It's a seminar. It's and a seminar. you are getting it for free. Exactly. And you, but often causes what what the gag is is that I'm we are rarely if ever jumping up into the DMs of random people commenting being okay. like explain yourself what is this da 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 because okay. I'm not looking for I'm not looking to have or to give seminars for free that's not what I'm doing yeah. you know what I'm saying and I provide a lot of free information both on my page and on my Patreons or whatever so the fact that you already have access to this, yeah. right? And still didn't learn, I'm not gonna then jump into a DM and be like, let me try and have this conversation with someone. No. So that's one of the ways in which I set boundaries is very much just clearly recognizing like when people are entering my space genuinely versus disingenuinely yeah. and engaging with them accordingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that um, you mentioned having like boundary settings as a part of like your brand. Aja Barber does a really good job at that. Like I feel like every few weeks or a few months she'll have a post uh that outlines like her boundaries and her guidelines for engagement um and she'll often like go live on instagram and kind of just like rehash those boundaries and like let people know yeah. um and so she's someone that i really model my politic on i don't think that she's like pro block necessarily but mm -hmm. i'm um have definitely went that that extra step just because it's yeah it can be so harmful and I think that you also bring up a good point with people being willfully obtuse in yes. terms of how they engage with you. It's like they've already made up their minds about like you, what you're here to do, your rhetoric and what you stand for. Yeah. And they are just there to prove their point. Yes. And they're, they're, they want you to feel a type of way. They want you to feel small. They want you to feel as though you have done something wrong. Mm. They, you know what I mean? And so like when people come into your DMs all charged like that, it's really, really concerning because as you said, we're not the type to enter into someone else's like DMs and like explain yourself. Like that just has no, like it's disrespectful, no kind of consideration to their boundaries. Mm -hmm. So if like, if I am, if I would never engage in that kind of behavior, why would I entertain that when it's, when it's directed at me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so don't get me wrong though because to be fair i feel like you're always saying I, I dms are fine we're not saying never dm us we're saying that like when you come into it <laughs> yeah DM, you're right i do say don't get me wrong yeah <laughs> and I, think that, I think that they know how we engage, right yeah yeah and like if you no, listen but, to the podcast you probably like have some kind of relationship to us a test so you know, not, you know yeah we're not huge yeah um so, so yeah we're not saying that dms are like always bad we're just saying that when you when you enter someone's space you should do that as you like kind of like when you meet someone for the first time like especially if you have you haven't engaged with that person 
before. Mm. I think that it's important to be like, hey, my name is this. I have this concern about this post that you made. Da, 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 da. Like I've had some people comment on my post being like, hey, love that you're doing this. But what I would recommend that you also do this just in terms of like accessibility. It makes it more visible. It makes it more. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Thank you yeah. so much for bringing that up. And so it's like we fall. Like I really embrace those kinds of conversations because it's like, I often would not be able to know, like we're doing so many different things at once. So it's nice to have like the community be there to like catch you when you're slipping up or, you know, yes. or also like big you up when you're doing something well, right? Like it mm. goes both ways. Um, and I think that it's like, it's, it's heartwarming too, because it's like just holding me accountable shows that like, you think that I'm worthy of this. And yes. Like, you, you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, okay, great. So we're in this together and like, we're out here, you know what I'm here for and you're helping me like, promote this message in a way that is accessible to more people and yeah. that's at the end of the day that's what we want to that's do. what we want to so do let's go, so let's you know? do but i think what's so interesting also is what i don't know for me in in learning how to set boundaries it also comes back to learning how to set those boundaries with myself as well because I resonate so much. Kalechi Okafor always says in yes. their podcast, I'm a dickhead in recovery. And I just resonate with that um, title uh, so much because if you come into my comments and come into my DMs thinking that I am just some like uneducated pushover who's going to be intimidated mm-hmm. by your opinions yeah. and not facts, like, no. And so, th- I mean, it's very much something that I have to work on, but there are some, t- I, I want to make, this is what I said earlier when I'm like, don't get me wrong, is like, while I don't go out of my way to be like, rah, rah, rah in people's DMs, what, explain yourself. If you jump up into my space and into my feed, you best believe I will hold you to account. And I will look the, I will look the biggest petty fool. I will be... I will be Nicki Minaj in the comment sections of literally all her fans being like, I will drag you because yeah. you invited this by coming into this space with the, I'm just reflecting the attitude that you are bringing. So what's always very interesting to me is I like to always approach social media from a very reflective um, approach because yeah. I do feel as though it reflects a lot of the other things in society. So it's like, if you're coming to me Mm-hmm. with this energy and with this rhetoric and with these words and this tone and this language, I will reflect that to you. Yeah. And then if you're going to jump in and your first comment is going to be like, I have a problem with the way you said that. Oh, why are you being so mean? Check yourself. Yeah. I'm literally just using your words, your yeah, language, the like, tone that you set. Like, yeah, yeah. I think the gag is that people will try me without realizing that I'm pettier than they could ever be. Yeah. Like, I am one of the most <laughs> petty individuals so I'm like, you can try it, you can try it, but I will read you for filth, for filth. And then you're going to double up and be like, oh, wow, that you're so mean, da, 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 da. I'm like, honey, you had no business. Coming here. Running your mouth in the fucking first place. Yeah. Bitch, you fucking thought. You invited not this. not only yeah. will I do that, I will do that, take screenshots and post it onto my main account. So for that other people, people can so learn. Other people can learn and see how not to engage, how not to behave. Yeah. Because you will not have me acting a fool or, you know, rile up some emotions in me in a DM mm. and think that I'm just going to be like, oh, well, you know, one bad encounter. No, 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 no. I am using this as a warning sign for yeah. other dickheads like you who want to try me so that they know what to expect. 
And then people are like, oh, it's so unprofessional of you to have posted this. Like, I just, you know. What do you maybe, mean professional? I'm like, exactly. I'm and like, like, when I hear that, I'm like, honey, you're upset at me because I'm mirroring someone else's behavior. But when that person was speaking down to me, you had nothing to say. So respectfully shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Like that is it. I find that people do that so, so often. So much. They rather and police you and your yes, reaction than so, actually how someone came up into your space. And yeah. that is so vile. It happens yeah. to me really often on TikTok. And I made this video about like um, white feminism and just talking about like intersectionality. I think I mentioned it in the last episode, yeah. but essentially what I was saying was that white women often double up as oppressors when it's convenient to them. And they are often the ones who per perpetrate a lot of harm onto women of color yeah. or like non-white women. And so it's hard for me as a black person to be like, oh yeah, I feel you because half the time you're not even here for what I'm going through. So mm -hmm. it's like, what the fuck? And so then this one, and this is kind of, um, yeah, this like one white girl came up and was like, oh, I guess I know what you're talking about. And this is also like trigger warning mention of rape. So you can maybe like fast forward three minutes. Um, and so then this person was like, oh, I get it. I guess what you're saying is that being raped as a white woman is not as bad as being raped as a woman of color. I got it. And I was like, what possessed you to say this? And so I shared the comment and I like debunked it and I said why this was harmful. And then this white woman in the comment section is like, oh, hey, like I understand what you're saying, but like intersectionality is important, but maybe could you like post like like a trigger warning or like hide the, the comment that this person left? And I was like, I would completely do that in like regular times. Like I'm not gonna mention rape without giving a trigger warning, mm -hmm. but this person commented this on my on my post and none of you had anything to say about it yeah it was there and y'all just y'all just went looked over it and then when i showcased this and brought it to the main page mm -hmm. y'all were like oh do you think maybe you could hide this and it's like yeah. why would i hide this like this person had no consideration for my behavior why are you now policing how i'm dealing with this comment as opposed to rah 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 jumping into that girl's comments and telling her what time of day it is. And you know, this is actually such a very clear example. It brings us back to this idea of, well, which often, to be honest, I've never heard a black person say this. It's only white people who say this to me being like, yeah. well, you're inviting this because you're on social media, right? And it yeah. comes back to this form of like, okay, well, let's look at the history. Let's just look at from a historical standpoint. Yeah. If people who are oppressed and people who are impacted by the negativity that spews out of white supremacist systems, be it yeah. in your educational system, be it in your judicial system, be it in your environmentalism, whatever, what have you, yeah. okay? And you are the person who's impacted, right? In what version, in what example of history do did the oppressor <laughs> come out of their way and be like, you know what? No, I got this boo. I'm actually gonna do Never. this educational role Never. for you. Never. I'm actually gonna go out of my way. I'm gonna make sure that everyone in my in my white community knows. No, so when people be like, oh, you're inviting this. I'm sorry, I actually have to. Because for me, me as a black pans, queer individual living my truth in my existence and communicating my knowledge and my desires about how we should be integrating with yeah. the land and animals, rah, 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 right? It's because of how systems of white supremacy and oppression have directly prevented people like me from being able to do this work. Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
No, it's not we're inviting it. It's because we have to, because y'all do not. It's like, I, oh, what? I do you it's like, that's the thing too. It's like, you're trying to silence our, um, what we're talking about, right? Our, us speaking in our truth because yeah. it makes you uncomfortable. It's not because, and it's like exactly what you said. If we're not talking about these things, no one's going to talk about it. Or the, the burden of doing this labor is going to be placed on the most vulnerable in our communities. Well, it already, well, is. It already, is. It already, it already is. is. It already is. So now you're going to blame them for exactly. doing that, exactly. that labor yeah. in a way that is um, that could provide them with some social clout or with some actual means of income. And it, and it, um, it aggravates you. It upsets yeah. you to see ways in which social media is actually being used as it was intended and not in the ways in which you're using it, which exactly. is purely people, consumptive usually. Yeah, and people will love to have like black trans lives matter, da 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 da. And it's like, but in the same breath, also try to police people who are speaking out or denouncing anti-blackness mm -hmm. or transphobia in yeah. our communities. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, you can't have it both ways. You can't pretend as though you're this like ally, rah, rah, rah. You like believe in equality, but then like double up and try to silence us or say like, oh yeah, you're bringing this attention onto yourself. Like, I'm sorry, did I create this oppressive system? No. Am I the, there reason, wouldn't be <laughs> am I the reason that you have a and problem that's the gag. with me existing in my reality? That's like, the gag. You're not gonna come up here and tell me, oh, well, you know, maybe you should just like ignore, like, that's I'm the sorry. thing. They it's will never follow happen. their logic all the happen. way through to conclusion. They will never. Yeah. And I, when I say they, I mean, a lot of people in general will never actually apply their logic straight to conclusion. Like, yeah. what is the need? What If you actually are like, oh, you're asking this for yourself. Okay, continue with that. Continue with that sentiment. Why would an individual like me need to focus on using social media platforms to encourage more participation by people who look like them? Why would, why would I even need to go out of my way to do that? Is it because it's people like me have yeah. been excluded from these systems? Is it because there aren't a lot of people who look and inhabit the same intersectionalities of identity that I do in the environmental field, in the veganism field, in the, you know what I'm saying? The in, yeah. Like there is just, I need to really bring it down because I feel like I'm getting like, you know, passionate, but. I think the passion it, is good. Passion is good, but it just like, for me, it's like, you will follow your logic all the way through. If that's what you're going to hold, hold it through. Though, but that's the gap though. I think that it's Why not would logic. that be needed? I think right? that it's their chronic inability, again, to recognize you as a full-fledged human being, which then makes it so that they can decide when and what to focus on. Because mm. you're, you're still like a puppet, right? Yeah. Like as black people, we are still seen as like vehicles through which people can learn how to navigate this world. Or like... Um, resources yeah. for, for people to just extract for free. But right? let's, like, that's how we're seen. And so if you're constantly seen that way, it's easy for people to pick up out your behavior and say like, oh, well, you know, maybe you don't have to focus on this. Maybe you can do this instead because like it's the gag is you don't even care about me being free. You don't care about my people. You're not here for radical liberation. You just want to feel comfortable when you're on social media. And that brings us to a really good point in terms of how when you're engaging on social media, you have the full reign to curate your page. You can choose who you follow, who you don't follow, who you exactly. engage with, and who you do not engage with. Yeah. So please, if you don't like someone, 
don't engage with them. And I know that a lot of people, especially with 2020, um, in like this past summer about like the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement, people have been like, yeah, you need to diversify your feed, da da da, da. Do not diversify your feed if you are not ready to engage with Black content creators. If you're not divesting because from what, white supremacy. Because what happens is that you end up following us and you fuck up our engagement because you're actually not even, you're just there lurking, very uncomfortable, not really willing to say something. And when we say something that triggers you or makes you feel mm-hmm. a type of way, you voice these concerns and you're super angry and you're this and you're that. I'm sorry, you don't have to be here. If you're not ready, if you have not done the work to divest from white supremacist delusion, you yeah. do not need to be following black content creators. You just need, like, stay in your lane. Yeah. You don't like, and I know that everyone wants to be seen as an ally and it's just, you know, whatever. If you're not there and you're learning, please do not burden the rest of us with having to deal with your whatever is going on there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so I think that that is really key. Like, if you don't like someone, you don't have to follow them. If you are not learning from someone, you don't need to follow them. And your learning should not start and end on social media. It's cool that you get like a, a notice Speak on of, it. Yeah. oh, okay, like misogynoir, cool, what is this? Let me research this. But you shouldn't be out here asking people, well, can you explain this to me? Like, why can't white, like, why can't people be racist towards white people? Like, these are things that you should be doing offline. Yeah. Because it's not, like, you're not going to understand everything by following a ton of people. And like, no. oh, I'm, I'm an ally now. No. Like, it's cool that we put this on your radar, but I, please read a book, log off. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand what this, like, it's, oh my gosh, it is so disheartening to see yeah. because it's like you're just perpetuating those same uh, fucked up, like, power dynamics or power imbalances because. Again, you're coming to the table with no knowledge. You're requiring us to teach you. And you're, you're just sitting there waiting for, you know, the knowledge to be just, like, fed, just spoon-fed. And then you could go about your day. That's just, like, not how it's going to go. So No. And, 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 and a final word, sort of before we move into this next section, is on how social media is actually a really strong tool, right? And it's, like... When we say representation matters, there is a historical reason why that sentence exists, right? When you have been traditionally excluded from media as a whole, in general, when when the intersections of your identity are not represented in mainstream media, social media becomes a very effective avenue for providing other members of your community with access to you with that representation, with that reaffirmation that you are not alone. And then for people to turn around and be like, well, you're asking for it. No, I'm actually just using one of the only tools available to me to showcase that I actually don't exist as an island in a world that is trying to tell me that I am alone and different and not of the norm, right? And it's like that for me is why I get so heated when I hear that rebuttal. Well, just go offline, just log off. Mm. Don't, why are you, don't, don't go on, don't ask for it. I wouldn't have to be doing this type of work if I felt represented, if I felt seen, if I felt acknowledged, or if I felt felt safe safe. in the spaces that y'all are trying to invite people like me into now in 2020 without having done no work to make these spaces safe. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
No, social media is a very powerful tool. Recognize it as such, but recognize that it's not this like lawless space where you can just dump all of your emotional baggage onto other people who are actually trying to use it as it was intended as a means to build community and connect with other people as opposed to this like pseudo therapist where you can just go and like complain about the things in your life that are affecting you and then walk away and be like, bye, done. Like that's not how social media was intended. That's a very real use of how people are using it. Mm -hmm. But let's get something clear. That is not the intended use for the app, right? For any of these apps. And I think um, this moves, this really takes us nice and swiftly into our um, read the receipt section for this week's episode. And welcome to read the receipts. So for this case study, we wanted to unpack for you um, some examples of the DMs and conversations slash comments that we get um, when we talk about this sort of unsolicited and unproductive way of engaging with content creators online. So let's, without further ado, do you want to go first or? You should go first. I want to see what you're going to do and then I'm going to. Okay, so for this read the receipts, we're actually going to go through a conversation that I had recently with a um, old friend now (laughs) from my childhood. Um, So essentially, uh, what had happened was so for the story, um, I had posted on my feed an uh, an image, it was just a text, actually. um, And the text read, um, let me pull it up for y'all. It read um, something like, uh, white people want to, uh, you know, I'm not going to speculate. I'm actually just going to pull it up for y'all so you can see it. <laughs> okay. So it said, <clears throat> the text read, white people love to post all over social media. Like they care about racial justice, about black people, but then in no way regulate the comments of their awful, clueless, violent white friends on their posts. Then we got to read that shit more trauma, and y'all wonder why we unfriend slash unfollow slash stop fucking with y'all. So that was the text. Now, I had shared this to my story on my Instagram, being like, this is why I'm taking a break from social media today Right. with this text, right? And underneath, I wrote, I've been personally messaged several times with a demand that I explain myself for why I unfollowed or stopped engaging with certain people. This is why. The response from one of my childhood best friends, the first thing, okay, mind you, it's also 10.30 in the morning. It's not all white people, period. Love you, friend, but I'm getting tired of this blanket term, white people, as if we are one mass. Now, the next reply she sends is, a lot of white people, in quotes, many white people, in quotes, I agree but not all. My first comment back was, where did you read all? Mm-hmm. That's all I said. Because in no way, in no, in no place in term did what I actually share say all white people, but that was the first thing, right, that this white woman read was mm-hmm. all, you're attacking me. Ignored the text that was saying, I have personally been having, I've experienced this by several people who I thought were friends, and this is why I'm taking a break today, ignores that text, reads through the text post, 
sees a word that isn't there and decides to message me about it. And also, can we take a moment to recognize, as you said, the fact that they are more concerned about being looped in with all white people, quote unquote, as opposed to the harm that you are telling people. Yeah. Like, no acknowledgement of, like, I feel you and I am sorry about this. And you know what I mean? None of that. No, none. It's and then not all white people. her response to me saying, where did you read the word all? Yeah. She goes, but, like, it's kind of summarizing people who are white to one thing. And this is how the conversation goes. Um, so I respond. This is a prime example of tone policing, TBH, I never said all. And she says, it says white people. And I'm like, yes, which is a fact. White people do do that. She goes, well, it makes me feel negative that I'm getting met with defensiveness now. I am expressing how I feel. You don't have to take it, but it's my feeling that I'm expressing. So if y'all know me, y'all would know that this is definitely a, a an example of how to try and gaslight me, is to try and bring your emotions into a conversation about facts and logistics when ain't nobody asked you how you feel. Like, we're literally talking about facts and not... You've, and, and we're not, there's no, there's no actual voices that are being heard here. You can't hear tone. You can't hear how information is being delivered, but you have decided that you now feel attacked because, or that you're being met with defensiveness when someone just replies to you or says that what you're saying is wrong, that is somehow the other person being defensive. So let me well, read y'all. Concerning too, Very yeah, concerning. Kind of like yeah. To account is seen an as an attack. Or So let's now look into my response. I said, now you are weaponizing how you felt about reading this fact against me. I'm not being defensive. I'm telling you what you are doing. Defending myself would be simply not responding or blocking this conversation. Your first message was not all white people, as if that was something I said instead of how you felt when reading this, which was the purpose of this post, to cause reflection and introspection. Yeah. Their only response. Well, it's a blanket term. It applies and implies that people who are that color do that. And I'm like, funny that the one time, uh, this is not my response. I'm just, this is an aside, y'all. Funny how the one time, right, that white people are being grouped together as a community, right? You have a problem with it. Maybe is it because of the collective actions of this community that you belong to? Could it be that? But you want to bring how you feel about this into my it's like, DMs? It's funny how that's such a negative thing. Yeah. Like, who would have known? And then she goes, whatever. We don't have to agree on the nuance of it. And I said hold up because the implication is true it is literally my experience that i am posting about on my social media platform with and it's about my white friends and i'm sharing that experience so the implication is very much rooted in fact and reality mm -hmm. and i don't know where you are feeling this need to see this as an opportunity to distinguish that it's not all white people, because that comes with the assumption that you think that I don't already know that. Mm. Also, like, good morning. This was my response, because at this point, it's now 1020. Her only response to that, I get why yours angry. So many white people suck. 
Also, it's afternoon here, lol. Yeah, that's like- I'm not gonna continue because the conversation continues on and it just gets See, sillier and sillier. Yeah. And you think you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna now talk about in your read the receipts, why you shouldn't be engaging with individuals who showed you who they were the so first time, time, that first comment. I think you it know? is hard though when you're engaging with people who you know in real life. Yeah. Because it's like there is a vested, like you've already invested in We that have person. history, we have, have friendship, history. we have experiences. And so it's yeah. hard to just like disregard that and block them. So like the dynamics are a little different, but yeah, definitely being pro-block can help in that case. Um, so my case study is actually, so I think I mentioned it earlier on the episode when I have people, I mentioned that there are people who follow me to comment hateful stuff on my post. Mm. Um, and this is an example of that. So I did, I tweeted, um, PSA, do not refer to me as a woman of color. Womanhood was never crafted with my black ass in mind and POC quote unquote spaces have only been marginally safer than white spaces in my experience. Again, I am a black femme, not a woman of color. Thank you. So this was the post. Um, and I sort of had like a whole caption sort of like reiterating that and um, in other words, and also like with the image description and in the comment section, there was this lovely person who not lovely, but um, one of the people who was following me to like spew hatred on my post. And so they said, Zipporah, I think you have a racism problem that you are personally dealing with. It's a real shame that you only see yourself based off of your race and not you as a human being like everyone else. Most black people see themselves as normal men and women. What? As okay, the binary wait, already. Wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. I can't. Wait. This comment is making me so angry. Let me reread that. Most black people see themselves as normal men and women, and so do most white people see them as that as well. I'm sorry to hear that you are feeling so poorly about your skin color and see no other way out to resolve certain issues than by boiling yourself down to the color of your skin and not the content of your character. Oh so my God. There is a lot to unpack with this comment. Um, what I did with this comment, I didn't respond. I blocked the person. I did take a screenshot and I shared it to my story so that other white people can see how you should not engage with me. And so this person, so I post this on my story and I'm like, if you woke up today, did you choose to harass a black person on the interwebs or did you say no to the devil? <laughs> <laughs> and so the poll <sighs> options were one, I mind my business and two, I do the devil's work. There were a few people who voted for I do the devil's work and I blocked them. Um, I don't know if they were doing it as a joke, but you don't joke around about those things in my space. So if, yeah, if you were following me on Instagram and you no longer have access to my Instagram, that's probably why it could be because I blocked you because of this answer. Um, anyway, so then there was this lovely, not lovely white person who came into my comment section uh, into my DMs after I posted this to my story. And they were like, hey, I just wanted to address something in this post. I'd like to say first though, I'm not trying to start anything. I just wanna have some dialogue. I understand that the comment left on this post is deeply problematic, but I can't help but feel that the response publicly oh, is- Oh my. Can you wait, please? <laughs> Um, but I can't help but feel that the response publicly is perhaps swinging too far the wrong way. Yes, this person is offensive and exhausting. And yes, systemic racism is horrible and exhausting. But, but. is there not a whole... <laughs> but 
is there not a whole lot of white people doing their part to check privilege and recognize the fault in the world? I'd just like to do better and understand why it is an okay racial generalization when we are working towards a world that where these things don't happen. Perhaps racist people are exhausting or even ignorant people are exhausting. I do hope that I do hope I'm not out of line in saying this. I respect you a great deal and I'd like to maybe just challenge this a little. And so I had also, I forgot to mention in the in the story that I posted, I like on the bottom, I was like, white people are exhausting. Um, and yeah, so that was the comment that I got from this person. I didn't respond to their DM. I just, I didn't even block them. I don't think I just removed them as a follower. To me, that's like a soft block. I've done that a few times and people have re-followed me to which I'm like, honey, you should take the, like, just take the hint. Like if this is not a space for you. And yeah, I just wanted to like showcase that. And you can see parallels between uh, my read the receipts and Jay's read the receipts in the sense that there is this need for to defend white people or people are coming from their own individual feelings about um, being called white, right? Yes. And it's this very deep rooted um, discomfort with being called out as a collective because white people have never had, um, they're not used to being referred to as a collective. They're not used to being held accountable for their actions. And I've seen this a lot too on Twitter, especially when I like talk about like white veganism and how um, it is a responsible of wh- responsibility of white people to hold each other accountable. Um, when I see stuff like that within like the vegan spaces, people will be like, oh no, they're not vegan. Like they're plant-based. Like they don't speak for the rest of us. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I get where you're coming from very cute but we can't afford to just let um racist white people out on the loose and just not hold them accountable because if white people aren't holding them accountable then who has to do that work it's it goes down to those of us who are racialized we're impacted by their whiteness their their violence who have to then deal with that and that is simply unfair and educate yeah and for free for free and so if you're a white person and you're not collecting your fellow brethren, um, the first, first, first before, and foremost, before you ever, ever, ever come for a, a black person or a non-white person, your responsibility should always be to collect your white brethren. And once like that work is cut out for you, I promise you, you will have ample work for the rest of your life. Your life. Like if you actually yeah. tried to come and collect yeah. those within the white community that are the, that you claim to be so far apart that you claim to share no similarities to, but will not engage with or hold them accountable for the ways in which they are telling the world how your whiteness is, should be perceived. And I think that like the problem with that too is that like, because white people are so uncomfortable with being called white people, they make it so that they um, they don't want to be looped in with those white people. So then they will say that, you know, they're racist and then there are non-racist. And then they want to create this dynamic where it's like us non-racist have to go against racist people. It's all of us against racist. And it's like, no, actually, can we just focus on the inherent racism that lies within white people because of the white supremacist patriarchal world that we live in. We can't be acting as though we're living in this fucking utopia, this like funky fresh world where that dynamic is not at play because 
that's the world that we live or in. Or where history has no context exactly. or no bearing exactly. on the lives of people exactly. living today, exactly. right? It's like, there is, there's no space for it. Yeah. There's everything that happened in the past actually has no impact on the way you live your life today. Right. That's what so many white people want you to believe. Yeah. And the gag is right. Those are the same white people who then have a problem with generalization, yeah. with being grouped. And it's like, but historically, let's look at the context. Yeah. Your ancestors had no problem grouping everyone else who didn't belong to your white group yeah. and then use that groupings to yeah. ostracize, to yeah. marginalize, to make fun of, to belittle, yeah. to dehumanize. And then you want to then to take the position that when any person who was impacted by that grouping of your ancestors tries to then group you into, into to, to hold you to some sort of accountability and you want to then be like, Oh, this grouping is bad. Don't do that. Sis, you never, you don't exist in a world where you're currently grouped. I do. Okay, so me asking for you to be collective is coming from a very different position than where your ancestors came from when they were grouping mine. Yeah, so, but that's the, other, that's the other thing too. There is no understanding of history. Yeah. And it's this very ahistorical. We live in this post-racial world. I don't like how I don't I like how like, I feel about this. Exactly. Therefore, so that's, that's it. That's it. Right. And it's like people will also use the like, well, I didn't own slaves, or well, my Ooh. ancestors were also discriminated against because you know, like I'm I'm Irish, and I'm like, honey, this is really not the take, not the conversation to be having. You know what having. I mean? Yeah. And it's like it's it's also not the oppression Olympics. I don't understand why white that. People oh want my to goodness, feel, that want to be oppressed so badly. And it's like I saw this <laughs> this like I don't know if you've seen those memes with like you know like the cartoon where it's like you have like the white girl and then like the black girl or like the black people where like their faces are yes very yes 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 oh my gosh those and are so going around social media so right good. now i love them okay so there's this one about like the white girl being like we're all in this together sis and then the black girl is like you called me aggressive and angry an angry monkey last week <laughs> and then this was like a TikTok about it. So like there was just music playing and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so real. And this morning, actually, some white girl is like, it could easily be the other way around. And I'm like, in what world? In what world? The, the roles are reversed right now. Like that does not happen. Like I don't have the, like for racism to exist, you have to have prejudice and then power to yes, the intersection experience. of like, weaponizing your prejudice. Yeah to literally impact the life of someone else. People don't recognize like, oh, I can't be racist. Actually you can because yeah. you live in a system that empowers you yeah. and devalues me. Yeah. So you're inherently already been put in a position to be racist, yeah. which should make you upset. This should frustrate you. The fact that you're in a position to be racist as opposed to just expressing your bigotry and prejudices like everyone else, Goes to show where you are. Goes to show where your benefits are in the system. Sorry, I am. Yeah. I My volume does change a lot. But, so sorry about that. Yeah. So like when I saw <laughs> that, I was just like, there's just this need for people, for white people, especially to feel oppressed or to be included mm. in the, and I'm like, why would you want to be subjected to racism? Yeah. It just shows your, like, you're tellement épais. Yeah. Like, you're you so don't fucking, understand you're how so it thick works. in the brain yeah. that you would want to put yourself in that position. And it's like, I just cannot fathom 
why instead of instead of just being ignorant and wrong you could just be yeah you're right i'm gonna do the work so that i'm not perpetuating mm-hmm. this harm onto other people because i can't imagine how the, how difficult that must be and you would think like, that, that's all you have to do i'm so confused. but the gag is right so you would confused. think that 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 would be easier to do through a screen you think that it would actually be easier yeah. to say oh you know what i'm wrong sorry about that yeah. and it would be easier to apologize yeah. or to quickly just be like yeah you know what i don't have the facts through a screen because mm-hmm. the person isn't there you don't actually have to sit with the actual perception how that person is thinking about you in real space yeah. because of your actions you don't have to you yeah. could just be like oh i'm sorry and literally put your phone down and walk away. And so that's why it's so confusing when you don't even see that, that barest of minimum behavior with the lowest of barriers to actually just meaningfully be like, you know what, let me step back. I learned something or I was wrong or let me research this more. I'm gonna take a second. You know what, thank you. Like they're commenting these things or saying these things because at their core, they, their intention is to maybe they're I don't know if it's their intention, but like they're not willing to unlearn what the hatred that they have been, which is harboring, amplified, which is amplified by like white social because, media influencers. Exactly, yeah. because if you're on, behind a screen, you you are enabled to spew that hatred, and it's like it's only gonna. We've mentioned this before. It's only going to heighten where you're already at. Yeah. So if you're someone who is like a little like I don't know. I don't know if you can be a little racist, but like if you're yeah, anti-black, yeah, let's you know say. what I mean? Like you're just like you can be a little. You're a little racist. Yeah. When you're gonna be in, in uh, on a screen scrolling and you see something that is like calling white people out, you're going to be upset. And what you're going to do is just get it out. And what that like when that happens, it's just like there's of course they're not gonna apologize. Like these are people who are anti-black. These are people who also have no understanding of racism. Yeah. It is scary. Yeah. We are walking these interwebs with people who have not read a book, how, who are not seeking out the perspectives of non-white individuals, right? Because these people will say, oh yeah, I've read all of these books and they're all by white authors. They're all like, it just to, all sci-fi. There's nothing that's actually... So it's it's really scary when you're yeah engaging in online spaces with people who um, are not at the same who don't have the same vested interest in the liberation of all individuals mm-hmm. and who don't see that as irresponsibility that they have yeah and I think that it's really dangerous especially from white people because it's like if you don't take it upon yourself to collect your fellow white people especially like, online especially online then then we're gonna have to do that work and then you can't come for us and say like oh well you're opening yourself up to this criticism by talking about social justice it's, it's like, like no, no actually, we I were already to open to exactly. this because of the systems you created yeah. Yeah. and this and the world that you set up when i log off guess what i'm actually still exposed to the same thing so me going online to try and find a space that's yeah. safer that is actually i can cultivate that doesn't exist with the same rules that your society has set up yeah. okay that's is it's just oh you really hit it being about like oh well you're asking for it i actually am not but i am i was born into a world where people already think that yeah exactly. where because and, of the way i look and because of yeah, who i choose to love yeah. and how i choose to present myself yeah. people already think that yeah and Okay, that, so this, I, yeah, this oh, idea of, like, for of oh us triggering gosh. other people is so interesting because, like, I posted this thing about, um, 
I think it was about tone policing and like what that looks like when it comes to like um yeah policing what black people how black people express themselves specifically black women and black fans and i was saying that like we don't have to be quaint or polite when we're denouncing our continued oppression the fact that you are centering your feelings as a white person receiving this message is a product of white supremacist delusion and that has no place for anything and then this like white canadian girl was like oh well you know if we're going to like, if you want us to do the work, then like it's best for you to speak to us in a way that is more compassionate or more kind. And I'm like, I'm sorry, are you telling me that I have to be nice to my oppressors in order for them to hear me out? Yeah. Like when in history has that worked? Because if we were nice and you're not gonna listen, the gag is it doesn't matter how we plead for our lives to matter, for our rights to be recognized. It does not matter because you have not recognized us as human beings. And so we don't have to coddle your ego in order when we denounce our continued oppression. Like you should be upset at the fact that we live in a white supremacist world. That should be your anger. You shouldn't be upset that I'm calling it out. You shouldn't be upset that I'm speaking about this. Or that I'm going online. That uncomfortable. Yeah. I just don't understand. Yeah. If you're uncomfortable, then it's because you have a vested interest and perpetuating white supremacy and you have not done the work to unpack that yeah. and you are not ready to give up yeah. some of the powers that you still benefit from because you want to be oh well what was me like you know what's in the past is in the past honey no that's not how we're gonna play this yeah like it, it just because it's per it's just repeating itself and it just takes up different forms it's like we can't like it's really frustrating and that's that the gag too is like this lesson was taught has it's has been has taught, been taught. Has and been you know taught. when i think about it yeah. it's like there are so many white people even who have tried to teach you about this lesson through so many subtle means let's even look at the lion king right you have <laughs> you have rafiki that motherfucker is coming at you with the very clear language and the the example you have the whole scene it doesn't matter it's in yeah. the past and then he smacks him but over the head with the stick and Simba's like, why'd you hit me? He's like, why do you care? It was in the past. To show you how history has very real impacts on your current reality. Mm -hmm. So for you to be all up in your emotions about something that has happened in the past mm -hmm. is actually a very, very common and acceptable and justified thing for you to experience and for you to feel, mm -hmm. right? It is the Rafikis of the world who are coming at you being like, why do you care about this? It's in the past that you then have to be like, no, actually the reflection one from that scene is past does matter. It informs yeah. our present I and it, yeah. and it projects where we're going with our future. Exactly. Cause if you haven't done the work to, reconcile or understand where you're coming from or the legacy that you are embodying mm -hmm. then you're you're destined to repeat it yeah. right and i think that that's a really important lesson for a lot of people yeah and it's it's perfectly fine to feel uncomfortable um you're not when you're unlearning racism and especially as a white person when you're yeah. unpacking that it's not going to be comfortable it's not going to be fun no but trust me it's even worse to actually be the on the receiving end, end of it of these aggressions and yep. this, this violence so always remember that and if you are a white person who occupies a different like marginalized identity if you're disabled if you're part of the lgbt community then you can understand perhaps how like that can be heightened 
when you occupy different intersections, right? Yes. Because I think that especially as white people, even people who are, you know, like white disabled individuals or white people who are part of the LGBT community, you don't actually recognize how you often impart harm onto the most marginalized people within your community. Because for like, and yeah, within that, that, that community, right? Oh my God, I want, oh, yeah, great. The fact that great. you are a part of this marginalized community does not exempt you from perpetrating harm, harm to them. Right? In fact, a lot of you use this like, oh, well, I'm gay, so I can't be racist. It's like, yeah. no, actually, that doesn't mean anything. Or right? I'm Jewish, so I'm oppressed too. Exactly. And it's like, but there are black and, and pe- Jewish people, people who, who are like constantly overlooked. Yeah. Number one. So, and, so like, there's a reason why people think all Jewish people are white like yeah. that, that that's a, that's, that's, a that's, that's a result of yeah. white supremacy yeah. that's a result of the way in which you've allowed yeah. your culture to be perceived the by the globe yeah. and you don't have a problem with that like that's the gay that's too, the gay right? yeah people don't think about like black Muslim people right when you think of someone who is Muslim you think of someone who is Arab or who is like not a liter- black, lighter skin lighter yeah yeah yeah, skin. yeah, you, yeah you're not thinking oh there are a ton of black there Muslim are entire there are Muslim entire and black like communities you cities so I'm like, just like so the oh. fact that like the representatives of these movements or the faces of these movements are typically lighter skinned or white is also a result of anti-blackness mm-hmm. so please do not think that because you are a part of a marginalized community in some way that you do not have the responsibility to check out for the most marginalized people within that community. Yeah. So- and as on a, a sort of to build off that and to sort of round off the episode in the responsibility that comes with social media, right? And looking at how the intersection of marginalization and racism impacts different levels of different communities Mm -hmm. and recognizing that social media is actually a really powerful tool you have in your arsenal to be engaging and doing this type of work at a relatively low risk to yourself. So as me, as someone who benefits from colorism, who has Mm -hmm. a largely white audience, right? I can use social media to to reach these audiences, to have conversations, to push that agenda so that other darker skinned members of my community aren't being forced to have to do that same work or being put in a position where they are then have to go and create that content. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you as an individual can recognize that regardless of the intersectionality of your identity, social media can be used as an extremely powerful tool for you to actually engage with the work that you have to be engaging with. Mm at a relatively low cost to you. So for for a lot of people, a lot of white people, for example, like as people who are doing anti-racism work, you know what I'm saying? Like social media can be a great tool for you to do, to gather, to learn, to get information from. But again, going back to this point that we mentioned, it's not all about social media and it shouldn't only it shouldn't be social, social media. media. So and with that- Log off. Yeah, with yeah. that as a reminder to log off and- uh, we hope to catch you next episode. <laughs> so abrupt. <laughs> Bye.